Thanks for checking out our Legacy Church podcast. We know you'll be blessed and encouraged by today's message. Now here's Pastor On. We've been in a sermon series, but I guess we can consider this part of it. But today, I named this talk, this message, No One Like Mom and No One Like the Holy Spirit. There's no one like Mom and the Holy Spirit. Who you sense today in the house is the Holy Spirit. And today being Mother's Day, I believe it's appropriate to talk about the person of the Holy Spirit. You might ask, what's the Holy Spirit got to do with mothers? And I believe that we can learn a lot about the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit, by looking at the attributes of a good mother. You know, the, in the, the early Christians were mostly Jews, and they spoke about the Holy Spirit as a feminine figure. It's interesting. And in fact, the Hebrew word for spirit, which is ruah, also means breath, wind, is in nearly all cases feminine. And also in Aramaic, the language that Jesus spoke, the word for spirit is rukah. It's also feminine. You know, mom, mommy, mama, it's usually the first word or at least the most used word that you'll hear out of a child's mouth. Mamas have what daddies don't have. When you're hurt, child's hurt, needs comfort, needs food, Mama, mama, my grandchild grabs his mother and just rips her shirt down. She's like, hey, whoa, whoa. I want food, mommy. I want to be nurse, mommy. Can't get that from dad. He's a dry well. But you get that from mommy. Hardened soldiers in the battlefield when they're hurt, they lay in dying. They say they hear them calling for their mom. There's a lot that we can learn about the Holy Spirit looking at the heart of a good mother. We've been talking about who do you say I am, the question that Jesus asked his disciples. And we learned that upon Jesus' death and his resurrection, the disciples ran off in fear. They were overcome by fear. They were overtaken by unbelief. Couldn't believe what happened. They lacked the power and the faith to overcome the trials that they were facing. See, it wasn't enough for the disciples to know about God the Father and Jesus the Son who lived among them. It wasn't enough for them. Even though Jesus was with them, it wasn't enough for them. And Jesus knew this, and he said this in John 14, verse 16 through 18. He says, I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever, 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 the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive 
because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells, listen, he dwells with you as a believer, and he dwells in you. And Jesus says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. In verse 18 of this scripture, in the New Life Version of the Bible, the Lord says, I will not leave you without help as children without parents. I will come to you. The Holy Spirit is not only with us as believers, but he's in us. You cannot get any closer to God than having the Holy Spirit in you. In you. There's no way to get closer to God than through the Holy Spirit who Jesus sent. See, the Holy Spirit is is like having a, a spiritual heart. You can feel him like you feel your heart beating, your pulse. You can hear him, put your ear next to someone's chest. You can hear their heart beating. You can see him working to keep you spiritually alive. The Holy Spirit is like our very own heart. He's inside of us. The Bible calls the Holy Spirit by many names. The Bible calls him our helper, our advocate, the spirit of truth. He's also called our comforter. He comforts, and he's called our counselor. We have a built-in counselor. We need to know who he is and be able to learn how to discern his heart and feel him, hear him, and sense him. When you look at what the Bible calls the Holy Spirit, helper, advocate, spirit of truth, comforter, counselor, sounds like many moms I know. Many moms I know. Moms are usually the biggest helpers in a children's life, a child's life. Come on, can we just thank God for moms? I'm talking about good moms here. They're the ones you see helping kids Get through school. Get to school. Get home from school. Get to doctor's appointments. Sports activities. Getting places from here to there. You know, minivans were made for dads. Minivans were made for moms. I know some of you women don't really like minivans. They're not that cool. But I tell you, we had a minivan and we thank God for the minivan that we had for 10 years. My wife swore I'll never have a minivan again. Moms make sure their kids eat, sleep, brush their teeth, take a bath. Guys are more like, ah, you know what, take a bath tomorrow. Let me just get the mud out of your ears. and You'll be good. Moms basically... Keep you alive. They keep their kids alive. I remember watching my son, won't mention who, I 
I see him in a tree, a giant oak tree. He was up like 25 feet and still climbing. And I'm like, wow, that kid's like a monkey. My wife's like, what are you, crazy? Get him down from here. Get down from here. Go get him. Go get him. I said, I'm not going to get him. He's up 25 feet. You go get him. See, not only is the Holy Spirit a helper, the Bible says he's an advocate. And really, the word advocate in the Greek is paraclete, which means helper. But it it has a, a different connotation. The Holy Spirit is an advocate, which means that he stands up for you. Do you know that moms stand up for their kids? They will fight for their kids like Mama Grizzly. That's why moms are getting on school committees going and fighting for their kids and what's happening in the schools because they're like mama grizzlies. They're protective of their children. The Holy Spirit is the same way. He's your advocate. He fights for you. He encourages you. He helps you. He's your advocate. See, the Bible calls the devil the adversary. The devil comes and accuses you, condemns you. He tries to stop you and your life from changing, from being all that God wants you to be. The Holy Spirit is just the opposite. King David, when he failed in his life morally, he's guilty of sin, he cried out to God. And what did he cry for? He cried to God that God would not take the Holy Spirit away from him. Don't take the Holy Spirit away from me. Psalm 51, we could put it up. David prayed, create in me a pure heart, O God. Renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Grant in me a willing spirit to sustain me. See, the Holy Spirit is like a mother who does not give up on you. David knew this. He needed the Holy Spirit in all his failures and weaknesses. He knew it was the Holy Spirit who can help him through it, who would restore him, would not condemn him and feel as though his life can't change, he can't do it, that God doesn't love him anymore. The Holy Spirit encourages and fights for you. And the Bible says if we receive Christ in our hearts, we truly repent from our sin, receive Jesus, not only does the Holy Spirit come to you, he comes inside of you. You will never get any closer to God than through the Holy Spirit. We need to know who he is. And he's like a good mother. He's also called And talking about moms and the Holy Spirit, I tell you, the greatest visual demonstration that I got in my life of how much the Lord loves us and how much the Holy Spirit is always for us, always trying to help us, 
always wants us to change. He never gives up on us. Is when I, and I tell this story before, was when I started visiting a prisoner who's in for life. And I, every time I went to visit him in the waiting area, I look around and I mostly saw women, mothers, waiting for their sons to come out. And it gave me such an impression of the love of God, the mercy of God, the heart of God who never gives up on the most wayward person. The Holy Spirit is like a mother. He's also called the Spirit of Truth. You know, there's nothing like a mother's discernment. Women have an extra sensory perception. They like have a built-in radar. Beep, 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 beep. You might be able to get something away with your dad, usually. But mom has a keen sense. You know, the, the running joke in my house is when we look at my wife, if she looks you in the eye, we feel guilty and we haven't even done anything. Like, stop looking at me like that. I haven't done anything. Why do I feel so guilty? Moms have a radar. But what's awesome about a mother and what's awesome about the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit and a mother, a good mother, will tell you truth without destroying your self-esteem. They'll tell you truth without destroying your self-esteem. So the Holy Spirit may say to you in a still whisper, small voice, boy, that was a dumb thing you did. But he'll never say, you're dumb. How do you know the Holy Spirit's voice? Because he's always kind. He's always gracious. He's always loving. He's always for you. He's never against you. He is kind. He's loving. You can feel him. He's like your heart. You can hear him. He's like your heart. You can see him moving in your life. He's trying to help you survive and live a blessed, healthy life. Holy Spirit is awesome. You know, it's a terrible feeling when you know you're hurting your mom. It's a terrible feeling. I remember my second year of college, I was playing, you know, my testimony, I was playing in a rock band in nightclubs, and I decide, and I was at Bryant University, or accounting degree, and I decided in my second year, I'm leaving college, I'm going to go be a rock star. And so I tell my mom, I'm going to quit college because I believe my calling is music and I'm going to pursue that. And my mom was devastated, crying, devastated, because I was the first child to go to college, an immigrant family. And she was so sad. And I was haunted by my mother's sadness. I was haunted by her broken heart. And I look back and I say, I thank God that I loved my mother 
so much. I was so grateful. And she had gone through so much in her life. I didn't want to break her heart, too. And so I stayed in college, and I graduated. And I think of that, and I say, you know, my obedience to my mother saved my life. Your obedience to the Holy Spirit, your obedience to his guidance, to his voice, will save your life. He's your internal radar. He warns you of upcoming icebergs. It's like the Titanic, the ship, the Titanic. They were warned of icebergs. But the captain's pride and arrogance did not allow him to listen. And because of that, thousands were killed. You can feel the Holy Spirit. You can hear the Holy Spirit when you're doing wrong or when you're about to do wrong. You can sense the Holy Spirit within you when you're starting to pull away from God. It's a terrible feeling. In the Christian world, it's called conviction. Conviction is you're feeling the grieving of the Holy Spirit because he knows you're about to, to go the wrong way. Ephesians 4.30 in the Message Bible says, don't grieve God. Don't break his heart. His Holy Spirit moving and breathing in you is the most intimate part of your life making you fit for himself. Don't take such a gift for granted. Holy Spirit, we pray that we understand that you are within us. We pray we don't take you for granted or not even know you exist within us. It's funny, most people know about God the Father, know about Jesus, but we know little about the Holy Spirit. We talk little about the Holy Spirit, but he's the one the Bible says is with us and in us. And so we need to know him. And I think when we look at him from a perspective of a mother's attributes, you start realizing that he's a person. He's not a, a wind. He's not a dove. He's a person within us that Jesus has given us. Another sign of grieving the Holy Spirit is when your love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness start to diminish in your life. Self-control. These are all meters. They should be alarms. Hurting Hurting the Holy Spirit. Hurting the Holy Spirit. They should be alarms. Because Galatians 5.22 says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. See, when church, when serving, when giving, when fellowshipping with unbelievers or believers, not fellowshipping with unbelievers, when these things start to feel stale and old, we're, we're beginning the process of grieving the Holy Spirit. And that's why the Bible says, you know, at that point, you, need, you need the Holy Spirit to revive you. Sometimes you need to take out, get the spiritual paddles 
and your heart needs to be shocked. Needs to be shocked back to life. We need the Holy Spirit. You know, people say, man, I am so dry. I need a dose of the Holy Ghost. I need a dose. And the, and the Bible says, be ye not drunk on wine, but be ye drunk in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit revives us, breathes new life to us. We need to worship him and ask him for his presence to come, not only in church. You know why we, we love worship and, and being in church? Because we sense the Holy Spirit. We sense our faith being revived. But God is not a God who, and the Holy Spirit is not a God who just lives in a building. He lives in you. He lives in me. You walk into your house and mom's standing there. You don't just walk right by her and ignore her. But sometimes we ignore the Holy Spirit or our relationship with the Holy Spirit, just like our natural relationships can grow dim. And so we need to see him for who he is and he's in us and he has everything that we need. Can I have the music ministry come up? When you look at the death of Jesus, you see that Jesus did not die because of the crucifixion. Jesus did not die because of the blood loss that he experienced. He did not die because of the physical aspect of the crucifixion. He died for two reasons. Number one, he stopped speaking. Jesus was the word of God. When he stopped talking, that was one of the reasons why he died, because the word of God has life. You can't kill the word of God. Jesus is the word of God. He stopped speaking. So as long as you and I have God's word in us, as long as we're eating his word, receiving his word, reading his word, thinking about his word, meditating about his word, asking God, God, speak to me, give me a word, speaking the word, letting your mouth declare God's word over every circumstance, over the lies of the devil, you're speaking truth. As long as you have the word of God, you cannot spiritually die. You will not die. The minute you stop and pull away from God's word, pull away from the house of the Lord where you're receiving the word, pull away from spending time talking to God, speaking truth, letting the word of God be what guides your life. The minute you stop doing that, you start dying spiritually. And then the other reason that Jesus died was, listen, Jesus gave up his spirit. He released the Holy Spirit, and at that point, there was a separation in the Godhead for the first time in eternity. The Holy Spirit had to leave him, and Jesus took upon himself the sins of the world. And the Bible says in Luke 23, 46, Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And when he said this, he breathed his last death. 
his last, breathed his last and he died. See, the Holy Spirit is what keeps us spiritually alive. Like a mother fighting for her children, the Holy Spirit will fight for you. Like a mother trying to guide her children, the Holy Spirit will speak truth for you. Strengthen you in your weakness. Give you faith when you don't have it. And ultimately, in Romans 8, 11, the Bible says, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because the spirit lives in you. We have the Holy Spirit in us. Death will not touch us. Death might try calling, but when he sees the Holy Spirit, he says, I have to leave this place because you have the Holy Spirit in you. Thanks for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with family and friends. It helps so much. For more content with Legacy and to connect with us, go to LegacyChurchRI.com. The best is yet to come.